in the year is 1879, but the history's not our own. Everything changed on July 3rd, 1863, during the Battle of Gettysburg. The dead rose up, the shadows darkened, and a reckoning had begun. Humanity's worst nightmares now walked the waking world. Everything seemed to be headed to hell in a handbasket. Humanity, however, was more resilient than the terrors expected. A secret war began between the darkness and those who would stand against it. A few sturdy folks from all walks of life, from school moms to nuns, from snake oil salesmen to steadfast soldiers and children to old coots, have risen up to stand between their fellow humans and creatures born in the very pits of hell. Some were fated to fall, but others stood firm. For the next hour or so, sit back and listen to the stories of horror and heroism, recounting of the sacrifices these unsung heroes have made. Enjoy these tales from the Deadlands. Be warned, however, these tales are not for the faint of heart. Hello and welcome back to the Knights of the Smith Dinner Table actual play production of Deadlands, the Weird West Tales from the Deadlands. Now, when last we left our valiant heroes of Daisy and Charles they had been in a train wreck and fought off a bunch of Indians um, Apache by the looks of it oh pardon me and uh, now they find themselves standing next to the wreck train at the front end of the train the, the train engine is actually missing because it is down in a deep hole that apparently opened up when the train hit the tracks right over it. Um, and as the posse was looking down in there, they noticed that there was another set of train tracks underneath this set. Um, what are you guys going to do? Now, don't everybody go at once. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Underground Railroad. Indeed. I purposely did not make that joke last time. Still, no, I made it. I'm trying to trying to keep the high road here. Well, sometimes you gotta take the low road. Speaking of which, I've got my. I, I managed to get my wagon from the wreckage. Correct. Indeed. And it looks like, with a little finagling, if you wanted to take it down, since there appears to be a set of rails underground, you could pretty easily with a drive-in check navigate it down the wreckage and into the tunnel underneath and we're deep in apache territory if i recall correctly you are very deep in apache territory so i'm gonna make a common knowledge check to see which route's gonna be safer look at those aces coming up 11 um, so you are almost 100% sure that taking the underground train rails would be safer. And it looks large enough down there, the tunnel does, that you could easily ride your wagon alongside the rails rather than over top. Cheryl is pointedly being quiet tonight. I'm just a little kid. I don't know what to do. I, I don't. I'm scared of the dark a little bit. You you can ride on the wagon. <gasps> I can. Are we gonna go fast? 
We're going to go as fast as these horses can get it. It'll be much faster than walking. And covered my horse. Is there anything else salvageable from the wreckage? Any other um, survivors? No other survivors that you can see um, or easily find. But, uh, I mean, that's not to say that nobody hasn't survived. That is a good idea to search the wreckage for anything worth taking. All right. Go ahead and make notice checks. If you want to do that. Charles coming in at a solid three, which is a failure. I'm bennying that. Oh, and the Benny takes it up to a six. Cole comes in at a solid three as well, so he's failing, but... I'm going to spend a Benny as Charles well. Charles is passing the base target number of four. And is uh, Daisy just sitting up on the wagon for the moment? What are they looking at? They are looking at the train wreckage and all the bodies and all of that. Oh, no, I want to do that. You're going to do that? Yeah, oh, I don't know. They kind of scare me, but... Maybe there's some toys? Maybe. Well... Daisy's coming in with an eight, so she got a raise on that. Um, Charles and Cole, as you guys are looking through, if there was anything of value left, um, it would all be large stuff like trade goods, uh, like wheat, other types of food. Ah, um, stuff we can trade for sheep. Stuff I can load in the wagon and cook as we go. I'm, we're running. I'm running a little bit low on the vittles. Okay, so grab all the food stuff you can, load it in the back of the wagon. Yep. Daisy, however, as you're looking, you notice in the hand, in a hand that's kind of poking out of the wreckage, you see a small doll. That just looks absolutely adorable. So if you wish, you can grab that doll. It's wearing a pink pink dress. Let me rephrase that time period. It is wearing a blue dress. And it's got those little eyes that when it's laying back on its back, they close. And when you tip it up, its eyes open. I would like that. You're going to pick it up? Yes. Um, it takes you a moment to pry it out of that, that hand. Uh, you're not even sure whose hand that is. I mean, it's just kind of sticking out of the wreckage. This Looks makes like me it so sad. might have a little bit of ketchup on it, or, or maybe blood. That could be blood. I know what blood looks like. <clears throat> it's almost definitely blood. And uh, you now have a dolly. And I will add said dolly to your ear. Oh, you know what we forgot to find, Cheryl? What? Your uh, harmonica. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I will bring it out in the future. I don't feel like playing it. <laughs> Considering I just ripped a doll out of a dead kid's hand. I mean... 
the kid didn't need it anymore. True story. All right, so you guys have looted the dead. And uh, now you have to make a decision. Do you ride the wagon and get your horses down into the tunnel below where you're pretty sure you're going to be safer from uh, Apache raiding parties? Or do you take your chance with the Apaches and continue west? Well, I don't speak Apache, and I doubt they speak French or English. And they were definitely shoot first, ask questions later. And that does seem to be pretty true of the Apache here in the Southwest. So, uh, driving check to get that wagon down there, you said? Indeed. And if you're taking your horse down, oh, you'll need a riding check. All right. <coughs> do I need to do anything because I'm riding on the wagon? Nope. You can just sit on the wagon. Can and I look do at something? Like- that. Uh, you could aid if you wish by making a driving check. I don't know that I'll be any good. And if you don't have driving, you do it unskilled. Right. All right, so we will wait for her to do her aid check before we determine the results of uh, Charles's driving. I have a slight problem. What's that? I don't have unskilled on my skills. Oh, I will fix that. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I missed that. I was going through and looking and making sure everything was correct, and that was something that I actually missed. Probably because it took me two hours to sit down and figure out why the uh, youngin hindrance was causing your edges or Benny's to go crazy. All right, there you go. You did help. You give a plus one onto uh, Charles's total of nine, bringing it up to ten, which is a raise for him. And Cole got a raise on his writing check with a total of eleven. So you guys safely make it down into this dark, dark tunnel. Um. Dark, and dark. does anyone have a light? Yeah. Does anyone have a light? Yep. I am going to take my lantern. Oh. And attach it to the front of Charles's wagon and fill it. So it's kind of like a headlamp almost. Okay. That way it's kind of lighting the way forward. All right. So as you guys get down underground, you've got light now. Are you guys going to follow the tunnel to the east or to the west? Because it does seem to run pretty... It's more... uh, Runs more northeast to the southwest. But it's in roughly the same direction you were heading. If you head to the southwest. That's where we were going. So... That's which way you should probably be heading. Yeah, I'd like to see my family. All right. So, as you guys are making your way down this dark tunnel, with only the lantern light bouncing kind of weirdly and throwing weird shadows as it does, everybody make a notice check. This is about an hour or so into your little Uh, Do we dim penalties, or is this vision-based? 
this would just be a straight up notice check. There's multiple things happening that got it will come into play. All right, Charles has a seven. He got an ace on that roll. Um, Cole has a five. And what does Daisy, Daisy have? Has a five. Daisy has a five. So all three of you pass it. And the first thing you guys notice is from the roof of the cave, some small rocks kind of tumble and some dust falls. And then all of you, as like you stop your horses for a moment, you kind of feel a slight vibration in the ground itself. And as you sit there trying to figure out what's going on, whether, you know, this is like an earthquake or something like that, you guys can hear a train in the distance. And as you turn and look, there is a set of dim lights approaching from the east. Uh-oh. And You're off the tracks, right? You are indeed off the tracks. It is wide enough that wagons can travel alongside the tracks. Oh, okay. And uh, I was worried for us by a lot. <clears throat> As it comes up close to you and then just continues by you, the, the locomotive itself is a small affair. It's just consisting of an armored engine, a coal car, and two flat cars that are absolutely loaded down with ties and rails. And it just keeps churning on past you. Um, and let's see. None of you are on the track, so there's nothing like that to worry about. Uh, as the train is passing by, however, and it gets caught briefly in the lantern light, everybody can make another, uh, n uh, another notice check. And this one is light-based. So give yourself the dim penalty. And, all right. So Daisy's coming in at a seven. Charles is coming in at a nine with a raise. And Cole, Cole is busy just making sure to keep his animal under control. Um, yeah, a little spooked from the train. A little spooked. And both Daisy and Charles notice the logo for Wasatch Rails on the side of this train. Um, and for those of you who don't know, your characters would definitely know what Wasatch is. Wasatch is the railroad that is owned by Dr. Darius Hellstrom, the owner of Hellstrom Industries, which is the premier provider of new science devices all over the West and now worldwide. I need to get with him about equipping out the rolling restaurant. I knew I should have taken the Wasatch. And uh, right as this train is starting to get out of the uh, range of your light, you see that and hear that it seems to be slowing down a bit. And as it passes further out of your line of sight, you can definitely hear it slowing and eventually stopping. And it had rail car stuff built into it. Yes, so like it they're, they're expanding this railroad, it seems. Yes, definitely seems to be expanding this rail line underground. Which means there's workers ahead, which means there's people to talk to and they could be hungry. Indeed. 
All right, as you guys push on down the line, you guys start to hear what, at least those, the two of you who have traveled a bit come to recognize pretty quickly is the sound of work. You hear the banging of uh, rail ties being driven in, and it sounds like something huge is making one heck of a racket somewhere up ahead and probably down around a bin, if you had to guess. And as you come around the bin, you see a lone, large figure, only roughly human in shape. Um, looks more like a uh, large pot-bellied stove with legs standing just to the right of the tracks. And as you guys get closer, you notice that the stove has a Gatling gun firmly attached to its side, and on the other side of it is a claw-like pincer arm. And then on top of the stove, where what kind of looked like a pot was sitting, is what is pretty clearly some sort of head. Um, everybody make common knowledge checks. So we've got Daisy coming in at a four, Cole coming in at a four, and Charles, all three of you coming in at fours. We you all rolled the same thing. You all one and a four. <laughs> know what this is. If not because you've seen them before, but because you've heard of them. This is one of Dr. Darius Hellstrom's amazing automatons. Clockwork men. And as you guys are getting closer, it just kind of stands there. You almost feel like you're being watched. But, I mean, it's clockwork, right? So, you're not sure how those things work, but... Um, it's not making any threatening moves towards you. However, the sounds of the work are much louder up ahead and past it past the clockwork man indeed i mean it's not shooting at me so i'm not gonna shoot at it just gonna continue on by it yep just ever so slowly not acting like i'm in a rush um oh pardon me as you guys are uh Scooting around past it, you notice that its head tracks you for a moment. And it's pretty clearly tracking you. I heard and about these things. After it... They're alive. Seems... They're watching us. To make a decision about you, its head rotates back to stare down the tunnel behind you. I told you. And... Then, as you get about 50 yards or so past it... You then see that the train that passed you is sitting in a cloud of settling steam. There's about a half dozen men unloading the supplies from its flatbeds. And other than that, you'll have to get closer because the steam is kind of filling the cavern up ahead. What do you guys wish to do? Head on closer. 
All right. <clears throat> so as your wagon and your horse edge closer to it, one of the men takes note of you. He shouts out to the others and they all turn and look at you. All of them raise weapons, but I mean, this is the West. Everybody raises weapons when they don't recognize somebody. And uh, one of them kind of steps forward and says, state your name and business. Um, um, Char- Charles Wagner, uh, we're just traveling. Our train crashed above ground and this opened up, so we're following it to not get shot by the Apache. What about the other two of you? And uh, one of the one of the guys nudges the guy and says, "Bill, Bill." One of them's a kid, and he looks back and says, "I can see that you idiot." And he swings his head back to look right at Cole and says, "What about you?" I'm Cole Cassidy. I was just passing through on the train as well. Uh, pretty much like Charles said here, we got attacked by Apache and. In- you know as well as I do, it's safer below ground than above ground with those guys. So you guys were on that train that caused the collapse? I was. I was just trying to go see my my auntie and, and mama and papa and all my brothers and sisters all died. It was awful. <laughs> and now I have to go all by myself and I'm so scared. And then the Indians came and they were coming after us and and they wouldn't leave us alone and and these guys seem safer than being in the desert by myself. Well, well, that's true, young lady. Well, my name's Charlie Buckner, but all my friends call me Bill. Hi, Bill. Howdy. Now. I'm Daisy. I'm afraid, Miss Daisy and afraid. Charles. There's light here. And he just kind of raises his eyebrow and then shakes his head says well anyway y'all are on Wasatch property and I'm afraid I'm gonna have to keep y'all in our protective custody until we get to Lost Angels. Shouldn't take but another week or so with any luck. We just can't let word get out that we're almost there or we'll have every rival rail gain in the west descending on us like flies on cow patties. Don't worry, though. You're safe. We got a couple of celebrities with us, so you can bet that we're well-armed. Um, well, and uh, as to who... Celebrities. Yep. There's that fella from uh, the Tombstone Epitaph, Lacey O'Malley. Writes all them weird tales that you see in the Tombstone Epitaph. And I'll have to introduce you to the other. Eh, if y'all are follow me... Follow along. And he leads you up. He motions for you guys to dismount as you guys come upon what has got to be the absolutely most beautiful train you've ever seen. It's only got a passenger car as well as uh, an engine, coal car, and a caboose. And as you guys are getting up close, you notice that 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 racket that you guys heard has been steadily getting louder. It's not coming from this train, but it's definitely getting loud. 
And uh, Buckner, he nods to two guards that are standing at the rear of the booth. Both of them are pretty grim looking. And they're both armed with Gatling shotguns. One of them knocks some sort of coat on the caboose door. And you don't hear anything from inside. Primarily because of all the noise in the tunnel up ahead. But someone must have answered for the guard then nods you in. And Charlie leads you up. And you step onto the rear platform into the most luxurious rail car you have ever seen. The walls, they're carpeted with this rich red velvet paneling that's inset into cherry wood. Brass fixtures and handrails add a little bit of contrast to all of that. And there's a short dining table that's set with what looks like more silver than came out of Virginia City. But what really grabs your attention are the two figures seated in the plush chairs at the other end of the car. One, you're pretty sure is that Lacey O'Malley guy that, uh, that Bill mentioned. He's wearing a white suit and hat, and even though the candlelight in here is flickering, you can tell that his suit has definitely seen better days, and he smiles amiably and tips his hat. The other figure sits back in his chair with a clipboard in his hand. He's wearing a scarlet smoking jacket, and he's puffing calmly on a pipe. His face is hidden in shadows at first, but as he leans forward, his piercing gray eyes emerge from the darkness. You're now standing in the presence of the famous Dr. Darius Hellstrom. Ooh. Um, as you're sitting there, Dr. Hellstrom looks over each of you in an eclipsed voice says so you must all be the uh poor poor souls that uh fell through the ground a couple a mile or so back <coughs> welcome to my railhead hi so the good news is you're going to be safe down here the bad news is we are going to have to take you with us I'll make sure all of your gear and everything's well taken care of and you all are welcome to eat with us and whatever else. But, as I said, we'll have to keep you with us. Now... Meaning we'll be under guard by the big tin man and all of these people, and so we're going to have a much safer trip than we did on that other railway. Indeed, indeed. No Apache down here to get in the way. No other rail gangs attacking us from any direction that we're not expecting. As a matter of fact, there's only one direction they could attack us from. And that's the one that you came from. Now, I'm sure that perhaps you've heard that my railroad, the Wasatch, has dropped out of these so-called Great Rail Wars. And as a matter of fact, I believe Mr. O'Malley reported as much last year in the Tombstone Epitaph. Now, it's only fair, since you'll be traveling with us, that I do bring you at least a little bit up to speed. You see, the truth is, we've been working on a revolutionary way to avoid these treacherous mountains. And after your experience with those buffoons at Smith and Robards, I assume you can now see why. Ahead of us, beneath approximately a half mile of earth and stone, is a new machine of such staggering complexity that I alone can service it. That is why I am here. By my estimations, we should be emerging in California within a few days' time, and from there, 
We will link with my existing line and roll into the city of Lost Angels by high noon in two days. There, I plan to confront Reverend Grimm with the inevitable approach of progress and end these damnable and expensive rail wars forever. So, that being said, you seem to be a lucky group because you've managed to stumble upon us and can now accompany, accompany us on this historic occasion and witness an epic moment in history as our guest. Mr. Buckner, please see that our new visitors are fed and shown around the camp, particularly those areas where they could be hard. Um, and with that, you notice that he looks right to uh, Bill. And Bill says, all right, folks, come on. I got to show you where, where the dangerous places are so that way y'all don't stumble into them on accident. Sure. Um, Bill, who's, who's doing the cooking for Dr. Hellstrom? Well, we got uh, an old coot that's been doing it. But, uh, and with as he says that, you notice that uh, Professor Hellstrom gives him a sharp stare. Oh, yes, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. It's Mr. Hellstrom's uh, butler. And the door is closing behind you guys as you're going out when he says that. And he looks at him and says, Man cannot cook to save his life. I don't know how Dr. Hellstrom puts up with his cooking. Well, I happen to be a trained chef. During all this... um discussion mm -hmm. by Hellstrom. I am just going to sit down and um, start playing with my dolly and see what I can do to maybe draw some pictures in the dirt. Uh, there's no dirt inside where Hellstrom was. Oh, okay. There is some luxurious carpet, though. Well, then I'll draw pictures in the carpet. Okay. And then when everybody gets up to leave, you're going to follow them out? Only if they, like, get my attention. Um, let's see if Charlie has forgotten about you. Or not Charlie, Bill. I'll make a notice check for him. He apparently... Um, they apparently forgot to put notice on his chart because I did not add it. So, Base on the D4. <laughs> yep, everybody has notice. Alright, it has been added. He is going to roll. And uh, with a total of 13, as, as he's just about to close the door, he looks at him and says, Young Miss Daisy, would you join us, please? I get up and... And uh, I'm going to give you a Benny for that very well-played attempt to stay inside. I'll get up and follow. I want to make sure I, I say goodbye to Mr. Hellstrom and give him a big hug. Um, go ahead and... As you're the only one who can really see it, make a notice check with a minus two. Let's see what you got. Okay. He 
kind of perfunct. Oh, she's gonna yeah. Benny that. I thought since I just got one, I might as well. I mean, you do still have five. Because <laughs> you're young. Uh, still a three after the minus two. Gonna let that stand, or you want to keep trying? No, I'm... I'm good. Alright. Um, he does seem kind of startled that you give him a hug. That much is pretty obvious. Um, however, he does very quickly and gently push you away and says, Go along, little lady. I'll just grab my dolly and follow along. Um... Playing so, my harmonica a little bit. Once you're outside, and as you're going out, you notice that uh, Mr. O'Malley, the gentleman in the white suit, he kind of excuses himself from Dr. Hellstrom's company and makes his way outside as well. <clears throat> and uh, after... Bill gives you guys the once around, showing you all the places that are dangerous, making sure to sp pay extra special attention to making sure that Daisy knows where she can and cannot play. And I mean, really, there's there's not a lot that is secret. Everything is pretty easy to see. But like the stacks of the uh, train rails, as well as stacks of the... Uh, rail ties and all of that other kind of stuff. Plus any machines that have blades and moving parts and everything. He kind of warns you to kind of stay back because everybody knows that this new science stuff is cutting edge so sometimes stuff does go wrong with it. And uh, Mike, your microphone keeps opening and closing. Weird. It is turn it here. Yeah. I'm going to turn your volume down just a little bit so it's not as noticeable, too. Yeah, I don't know what it was doing. All right. Um, so, after Bill does all of that, Lacey makes his way up to you and says, So, I'd like to know more about you folks and how you found yourselves down here. Um... As has already been stated, I'm Lacey O'Malley, chief reporter for the Tombstone Epitaph, what some people call yellow journalism, but clearly they don't know what's truly happening out here in the West. So, Hi, Lacey. I'm Daisy. Hi, Miss Daisy. So what... Daisy. I'm Daisy. I'm Daisy, and I'm eight, and I... I'm going to live with my auntie, and she she teaches. She, she does the school stuff, and she's going to teach me how to read better and do some, some arithmetic better and I like to read but I'm not real good at it yet because there's lots of big words that I don't know and you see I'm from Kansas but now I guess I'm gonna say I'm from California because I'm gonna <laughs> live with my aunt and if I'm gonna live with her in California then I guess I'm not from Kansas anymore Right? That would be correct, young ma'am. And so... <laughs> everyone, they kind of got some sickness to them, and, like, their bellies weren't doing very good, and 
and um well i don't know how but i didn't get sick well i got a little bit sick but not as bad as everybody else and you see um there there was a lot of my siblings and they all got sick and weren't doing very well and then then mama didn't didn't wake up from her nap the one day and that was so sad and i miss her so much and you see uh papa he was the last one and he's the one who bought me my train ticket and i was like but papa i don't want to and then he didn't wake up from his deep sleep that one night he was snoring and then he he wasn't anymore and so i guess i had to get on the train and go and i just like i don't know it's it's it i'm moving to california to be with my aunt yes i believe you said that and the other two of you notice that the whole time that she's going on he keeps trying to turn away from her and then she keeps going on so he, he he doesn't want to seem rude especially to a small child so he turns back and he listens to her a bit more and then he turns back to you guys and finally after she finally seems to have doubled back on her story he finally says ah thank you very much for that riveting tale young lady um what about you sir and he he uh points at charles that's charles he's pretty nice he makes food and he's he says he's really good that is true i'm Ah. classically french trained uh coming out west to deliver the best flavor that anyone's had out west i've heard about these these dragon things and i want to see what they taste like and see just you know you're how, wanting to cook good. maize dragon. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new type of meat. Hmm. But you don't know how to do that yet. Well, that's why I have to get one. And then we experiment. I'm thinking sous vide. Hmm. Very interesting. Where, where are you from originally? He's not uh, from Rick- Kansas. Nope, I'm not from Kansas. I'm actually uh, from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, to be precise. It's east of Kansas. Up? Uh, over. No. And up. A little bit. Kind of. No, I don't think you're right. (laughs) That's okay. I think my pop-pop said he went to, uh, uh... Ohio once. Yeah, we're east of that still. You're from Ohio? Okay. It's close enough. But I traveled across the ocean, studied with the finest chefs in France, and now I'm back. I've got the Roland restaurant here, and he pats the wagon. Can you tell me a a French word? Merde. Merde. Murder. No, not murder. That's merde. Murder. I know a French word now. Murder. You do. You should go tell everyone about it. Thanks, Chuck. It's Charles. 
Don't call me Chuck. <laughs> and throughout that whole exchange, Lacey is very politely staying quiet, although he does look a little disturbed when when, when Daisy turned the word merd into murder. I mean, shit, and he's, murder is pretty much what we're here. And he scratches a few notes, and then he looks <gasps> to Cole and says, You, sir, how about you? This what? is my friend Cole. I like him a lot, although he doesn't And Lacey looks much. exasperated. I kind of give him, like, a glance, like... You kind of get used to it. Well then, sir. Tell me about yourself. Well. Name's Cole Cassidy. Been a little bit of a traveling man. And I'm very familiar with your publication. Indeed. Cole's a and do you want to hear me sing a song? Say, I cannot believe that people hey, just don't hey, understand hey, and believe hey, the writing. Hey, do you want to hear me sing a song? That is written for I can sing the a publication. Really good song. Indeed. Um, okay. It is a shame that not enough people truly take to heart the stories that we that we put out. Hey, you didn't tell me I sung really good. And, uh... It's a great song, Daisy. I can speak French. Murder. <laughs> Murder. I say, you see that guy over there? That <gasps> looks like he's taking a break. Tracks? No, not on the railroad tracks. But you see that guy that's over there? It looks like he's taking a break. No. Right over there, right next to the train. You want to come with me? I've got to get prep done, so... <gasps> Actually, go help Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever peeled an onion, Daisy? Um... No. <laughs> That's the first task any young chef gets. I'm real good with my knife, though. I stab people. We'll need to clean that before you use it on anything with food. <laughs> I'm just going to go walk away and get my doll out and play with my doll now because these guys aren't that interesting and they do not like my singing and they don't like tell me how smart I am. And I'm doing things well, so mm. I'm just gonna walk over and pull my dolly out and sit and play. All right. And as Daisy walks away, there is a visible wave of relief that washes over Lacey's face. And he speaks up and says, Is she always like that? Yes. I've I think known her for just a couple of hours, and I can say yes, always. I think she might be a bit touched. Um, possibly a bit more than a bit. Well, um, Cole, you were telling me about yourself? Yeah, I'm a bit of traveling man myself. 
like I said, I'm very familiar with your publication, and it's really hard to believe that people don't believe the truth. Indeed. Um, what's your vocation, sir? I mean, Mr. Charles here is, is a chef. What's your vocation? Well, kind of more of a, we'll say generalized handyman kind of deal. He's a crack shot with a Gatling gun, I can tell you that. Well, I've done some protection work before. And being able to shoot a gun is a very valuable skill here out west. Well, I will uh, leave you gentlemen to it then. I wish you luck with that young lady. Um, hopefully you guys will be able to get her to her aunt at some point. And uh, uh, that will be it then, gentlemen. Um, please, if you have any questions for me or anything, make... Uh, make yourselves known about it, and I will answer to the best of my ability. Um, and with that, Bill does give you guys a nice soft spot of earth where you can make your camp, and he does take uh, Charles up on his... Uh, yeah, takes Charles up on his offer to cook. And as Charles is starting to head off, Charles and Cole, both of you need to make a uh, notice check. All right. <clears throat> I'm keeping mine because I'm just too, too busy focused on that. I'm going to cook for frickin' Hellstorm. This is going to make my career. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But I'm kind of keeping an eye on Daisy so she doesn't get into trouble, so I'm a little bit distracted as well. Um, You're pretty sure you see her over hiding out in one of the steam clouds from the trains. You're not exactly sure where she wandered off to. But the steam cloud would be a, a good safe bet. And, uh... After dinner is made and everybody eats, uh, go ahead and make a trade check for dinner there, Charles. Gonna let that stand. That's that's a pass. That is a pass with a five. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna this chase is a raise. You're cooking for like right. I'm <laughs> I'm chasing the raise here or the crit failure. Well, I'm, I'm still good with the five. I'll, I'll stick with the five. All right. Well, the food is definitely edible, and all of the workers immediately congratulate you on your food. There seems to be one older gentleman who's halfway nicely dressed who looks a little put out by it. Oh, that's the guy you, you just made an enemy. I don't care. That's... If you're going to call yourself a chef, you need to be able to throw down in the kitchen. If you can't do it, don't come at me. All right. And after dinner, uh, both Charles and Cole need to uh, make another uh, notice check.
Man, I cannot so, break a one and a three today. Yeah, Cole, Cole's got a three, and Charles has a four. And Charles is, you're packing everything up. You realize you didn't see Daisy come through the chow line. I go snag Cole. Cole, have you seen Daisy? Uh, not since before dinner. She didn't get chow. <sighs> I'll go take a look for her. I just love the exasperated um, side. <clears throat> I'm going to go look for Daisy. All right. Are you going to help him? I'm going to go with him. But okay. I'm going to grumble that she's going to have to scrub some pots for this. <laughs> All right. So, as you guys start looking around, you hear... It sounds like a distant rattle of a Gatling gun about 50 yards in the uh, direction that you guys came from. And then uh -oh. another Gatling gun, probably about the same distance towards where they're, they're digging. And uh, as he gets moving, he, uh, or as you guys are, looking at all of this you see bill grabbing a bunch of guards and he looks over at you guys and says y'all stay put protect the crew in the caboose if whatever's attacking should get by us and they all start heading off towards the east and before he runs off i say daisy's missing oh hell we'll have to figure it out after this um and about a minute later you guys hear the digging machine stop and you see a bunch of miners running back up the tunnel and one of them shouts out doc Haggerty's trapped in the machine and someone needs to rescue him and and there's a little girl with him well i know which direction we're going all right so you guys start heading up the tunnel. It is dark. Are you going to grab your, your lantern? Yep. I'm going to pop into Hellstrom's car and say, apparently the doc's stuck in the machine. Hmm. Perhaps you and your friends can look into it. He's a very concerned um, individual. All right. Well. He said it was the only one. He was the only one who could service it, so he's not concerned. I'm not concerned. I'm gonna grab my weapons and go, though. All right. So Daisy. Yes. Um. When when you snuck off, you just kept following the track, trying to figure out what the heck was making all of that noise. And you come across this pretty massive machine that has this huge series of drill bits on the front end, and it is just chewing the rock up. Ooh. 
and making the tunnel longer. And they didn't tell me this was dangerous, right? They did not tell you this was dangerous. As a matter of fact, they didn't take you guys down this tunnel at all. They just said that the tunnel was dangerous, but surely those guys who were walking in and out of the tunnel means that it wasn't that dangerous. And you managed to dodge all of them as you made your way down that tunnel. And then you got up close and you were thinking, ooh, I wonder how this thing works. And so you got inside of it and there was this crotchety old looking guy working it. And he had those crazy spectacles on and his hair is sticking out in all kinds of different directions. And he's got these, what look like permanent black stains on some of his exposed skin. And he looks kind of mean. So you, you kind of been hiding in the back corner of the uh, machine, watching him work, but trying not to gather his attention. When all of a sudden the, the drill hits something that stops it cold. And then you see a bunch of shadows drop from the ceiling. Shadows? Yes. You can't make out what they are. It's a bunch of creatures moving. Creatures of some type moving. And uh, as you get a look at one of them, I am going to bring up an image that I am just going to show to Daisy. Which, if I remember, that. I can do that. Let me find it. Did you move there my character back? I did. New character artwork. Wait. Um. Hold on. I know how to do it. So this this creature looks really, really weird. And uh, as it heads into the headlights, you didn't share it with. Me. I know. I'm still trying to get to it. Oh, okay. Um. That's why I am delaying a little bit. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I can tell you more stories. Nope, that's okay, because I am about to pop this sucker up. One time, me and my siblings were all hiding from my papa, and um, that's how I got so good at hiding. Well, apparently, it's not going to let me do it. I forgot to... Can you just share it with everybody? And Yep. Pull and... Jeff, don't look at it. <coughs> so here it is. Oh. It is mean looking. It is scary. And is it all of them. Look like it's made out of dirt. Kind of, yeah. And all of them um, all How start many are there? pounding. You, you can't quite count. There's so many. And as you get a good look at it, I need you to make a spirit check. S-P-I-R-I-T spirit. Let's hear it. Do, do, do. There we go. A five. So you are okay <coughs> for the moment. Where did my fear table go? I am missing my fear table. With this, is it a four that I'm going for? Yes. No? Okay. Always I just a four. Know if that changed based except on... for uh, fighting. fighting. Fighting is the only thing that doesn't have a four. Okay. All right. So as that happens, that's when Cole and uh, Charles 
are coming up, and I'm going to activate this map. Can I do a notice check to see if I see them coming up? Uh, No notice check needed, because you can see the light from their lantern. And as this happens, I'm going to add everybody. Whoa, there's a bunch of them. Into the fight. And let me stack these guys up a little bit. That way it doesn't chew through all the cards. Gives you guys a better chance at getting jokers. And really so you don't um, sit there and play with yourself? That too. He's going to do a whole lot of playing with himself, but... Alright. And as that happens, so... One critter keeps banging on the machine, as does the second one. Then there's a third one also banging on the machine. And that old man that you're in there with, Daisy, is like, he seems terrified of these creatures. And then it comes to Daisy's turn. What is Daisy going to do? Has the guy noticed me yet? He does not seem to have noticed you yet. And these creatures are outside, banging on the sides of the machine, trying to get in at the creamy, meaty feeling, uh, filling, feeling. <laughs> you might be feeling it, too. Whoa. Um, I'm going to go, hey, mister. Hey, mister. There's something out there. Did you see him? <laughs> And that's where we'll pick up next time. I've been looking for a cliffy, and Cheryl just gave me the cliffy. <laughs> all right. Thanks for watching, everybody. We hope you enjoy it, and we will see y'all next time. I think you meant listening, but yeah, thanks for doing the thing. Bye. Everybody. I, I did mean listening, yes. <laughs> Have a great one, folks, and we'll see you next week. This actual play podcast references the Savage Worlds game system and the Deadlands Weird West Savage setting, both of which are available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Consent Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos and trademarks are all copyright of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Tales from the Deadlands, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, and all of its logos are property of Knightsmith Games, LLC. For more information, head to www.knightsofthesmithdinnertable.com.